Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the Western Hunting Up podcast. So I'll make this a quick intro and we'll get right to our interview with Charles. So I was following along with Honey Z's post about the bobcat, bear, mountain lion... Uh, petition that was out there to end those and i heard ryan mention something about this howl for wildlife organization went to check it out and found something i was pretty impressed with a membership that you don't have to pay for in an organization that is combating these anti-hunting groups that just won't leave us alone they really really won't leave us alone in this episode i have charles from howl from wildlife here we go And before we get going here, uh, I got to apologize for the rookie mistakes lately on some of my recordings, some of the audio splicing, I guess you could say. Uh, we I ran out of room on my SD card right at the very end, and so it it will splice. Just it missed one or two minutes in there. I'll splice that to get at the end together at the end, and you may not even realize it. So just uh, I'll add the little whoosh sound in there. Uh, so sorry about that, but it'll jump right back in and you shouldn't miss a thing. Again, uh, thanks for listening and enjoy this really good episode with Charles. All right, Charles, thanks for jumping on the, the podcast and uh, chatted with your co-founder, John. Um, actually going to put that after this episode because it made sense to lay the foundation first and then going to go into some other things that that john was talking about but thanks for coming on uh if you wouldn't mind introduce yourself who you are and uh, we'll get rolling i should definitely be first before john and everything <laughs> i just want to i want to let him know that yep yep <laughs> absolutely yeah. nah um who am I? Uh, so I'm Charles Whitlam. I am the founder of Hall for Wildlife with, with regards to this conversation. I live in California. I dabble in guiding and outfitting, and I also have a, an events business. That's what I, that's kind of my normal job, which is actually, thankfully, it's seasonal. 
well, I've had about two years off because of COVID, but thankfully it's seasonal because I essentially have all of bill season off every year. Oh, that's so, perfect. All for wildlife. It makes it a little easier for me to to do this because um, this really is a full time job for me uh, since I since I started. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. So this is the first time uh, introducing Howl for Wildlife. It's been little hints dropped here and there in previous episodes, just referencing it. But um, yeah, we'll get to kind of what what that is. But really, I know listeners like to know who 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 we're chatting with, like what. What's your background? Who, what, uh, you said raised in Michigan or born in Michigan, raised in Michigan. Uh, yeah, 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 what's your, for, what's your background? Yeah. I lived in Michigan for 20 some odd years, 22, 23, I would guess somewhere around there. Grew up hunting, grew up in the country. I, uh, mostly hunted whitetail and, and small game. Bow hunted mostly because my dad was really in the bow hunting crazy um but also you know gun hunted as well it was just actually kind of more opportunity i think for for bow hunting longer seasons and yeah. more opportunity easier access i think yeah yeah i ended up moving to chicago after leaving michigan and then i moved to california in 2005 i believe yeah to, right at the beginning of 2005 i moved to california and i've been out here ever since hunting out here um, I have a business out here and then I got into guiding and then here I am with, with how for wildlife, which was kind of just a result of being involved in a couple bills, a couple California bills and seeing what I thought hunters needed for them to be able to get involved yeah. more than they currently were able to. And I wanted to make it, I felt like there was a way to make it really easy. And, yeah. And that's what, that's what I'm working on here. Very cool. Uh, what, uh, where are you guiding? Are you guiding right there in, in California or are you traveling? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Most of it's in California. I have, I have guided out of state a little bit, but most of it is in, is in California and it's uh, wild pigs is probably, that's definitely what I've guided the most is wild pigs and turkey deer what else i think that's all this yeah that's it that's all i've guided in california okay so you're going from let's say beginning of the year legislative session um event season um hunting season and then start it all over again it's kind of seems yeah. to be what's taken up good amount of your time and then i guess going back to events i suppose is going to be challenged after picking up so much with Howl for Wildlife. Yeah, I, I start, I have a bunch of contracts I'm working on now. And, um, you know, it's certainly different than the last few years with, with COVID for sure. I actually have a, I have a few events in March and then April, I have quite a few events. And once May hits, it's pretty, pretty much all the time. And throughout the entire summer, I have events almost every day. Yeah. Almost seven days a week. Wow. Um, so I, uh, do want to know the the elevator speech of what how for wildlife is um and i apologize for that repetition you've been you've been hitting every podcast you can you can get a hold of and or they've been getting a hold of you and and uh really getting your word out but i, I think there's definitely i know there's value in that and reaching various audiences uh even small audiences like mine versus larger audiences 
have different audiences. So it's good to, to reach. And what John told me, um, well, you'll find out listeners after he said the reason why we need to branch out to so, so much or so many of us, I think is obvious, but so what is Howl for Wildlife and how did it get started? So what it is, it's a website, it's a platform that you can go to. It's totally free and you will go there and see issues, hunting issues that are going on around the United States. So what I mean by issues is bills. So something that's going to be voted on either passed for pro hunting or passed for anti hunting. Um, and, and it's not always necessarily anti hunting. It could be something that goes against what, you know, the community feels is goes against science-based wildlife management. So not necessarily needs to have anti hunting organizations behind it, but we're finding generally there is. Yeah. But anyway, you can go to the website, find these bills, and we give you an easy way to take action on any of these bills, no matter what state you live in. So we're kind of a, a force multiplier. So if something's going on in Virginia, we want to, of course, give an easy way for Virginians to take action. And also, if you see this, if you're in Mississippi and you see this action going on in Virginia, you can also take the same action and, and email those decision makers. So when there's a bill, there's decision makers. And it's not necessarily your legislator or whatnot. A lot of times it's a committee or it could be a Senate board or it could be the full Senate or the full house or whatnot. It's, it, it changes as the bill, depending on what kind of bill it is, who, who hears the bill and at what point it's at, because bills progress. Um, if, if, if it's going to get passed, it progresses oftentimes, sometimes all the way to the governor's office. Um, so we are working on to either kill those bills before it progresses. So end the bill, or if it's a bill we like, we want it to get all the way to the end. So the decision makers will change. So why is that important for you to know? So when you go and you see an action on our webpage and you read all about it, and at the bottom, there'll be a button that says, add your howl. And what you are doing is sending, it looks like one email because there's a kind of a pre-drafted email at the bottom, which you can edit, you can add to it, you can rewrite the whole thing if you want. You can be, you can take a completely different stance on it <laughs> yeah. and write your own email. But when you click that button, that one click, this is the force multiplier, that one click sends an email to all of those decision makers at once. So, and it comes from you. So if you're John Doe at gmail.com, that decision maker or those decision makers on the other side, they are getting each of them one email from John Doe at gmail.com that says whatever that email said. Right. Yeah. So if there are 86 decision makers involved with, with a bill, which there is the reason why I said 86 is one I'm working on now where there's 86 decision makers, you click the button at the bottom, you're sending 86 emails to the right people. Hmm. You're not just sending it to, so like when you, when you go to our website, there's nothing on, if, if, if for whatever reason we we have like a zip code thing or whatever on there, that's that's more for us. So I can so I can um, 
organize the records a little better because I'm, I'm getting some duplicates. Oh, but sure. it's it's not location-based where it's connecting you to your senator or your legislator or whatnot. It's We've surpassed all that. Hmm. So you're able to access anybody in any state and send a and, – and all they're saying is your name and email address. Yeah. That's it. And the messages generally that we're trying to send is – you know, what science-based wildlife management is, what the North American model of, of, of conservation is, wildlife conservation is, um, and, and how those things apply to the current bills. That's, you know, in general, that's sort of what we're trying to, to say. And we want those voices coming from hunters or anybody um, to, because we really think it makes an impact to those legislators. And, and, and we know that it does because, when you send these emails, you will oftentimes get an email back from that decision maker. And it's, you know, sometimes it'll be a canned message. Thank you for blah, 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 blah. But you will get emails back that say, Hey, thanks for what you said about this bill. Here's how I feel about this bill. Mm -hmm. Like it's an actual, we're giving you the opportunity to create a, what we want to be, you know, a positive relationship between you and these decision makers. And in, in kind of the, the main reason is, you know, let's step back a little bit. The main reason is we feel like there's battles going on in certain states. And if hunting gets taken away, let's say, you know, a type of hunting gets taken away in California, then the organized effort which there is there's an organized effort to end hunting in the united states they will take that and go to another state and try to do the same thing so one checked off the list yeah your to-do list is a lot lot less it's more doable when there's only five items on it instead of 20 a hundred percent so what we need you know it's it's the it's it's time to end you know, well, that's going on in this state, so it doesn't bother me. And, you know, why should I get involved in this? Why should I? It's an attack on hunting. And hunting covers all 50 states and mm-hmm. more, obviously. You know, it covers the world. But <clears throat> for our purposes, we're kind of centered on North America. It is, you will see organized, you know, kind of attacks on hunting going on in, 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 in different states that are all kind of saying the same thing. They're all going after you know they'll start with predator hunting or whatnot and and on down the line and we know that their end goal is to end all hunting yeah so with that in mind that's why whatever state you live in that's why you need to take action for california or for virginia or for washington or for mississippi or georgia you know those states are 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 states that have issues going on right now that's why i just named those those are actual actual states that have uh, either pro-hunting or, or anti-hunting bills going on. Um, and then vice versa, when it gets to your state, if it does, you're going to want, you know, those trappers and those hound hunters and those bear hunters and all that. You're going to want them on, on your side. So it, it doesn't matter what type of hunting you're into for the purposes of what we are doing here. We really need like a, a, a complete, work around a sea change, if you will, of the hunting community to 
understand that they need to become an activist of, of sorts. Because if you don't, the activists that are out there that are trying to take it away, they're going to take it all away. Right. And you either did something about it or you didn't. So back to the website, because I just talked a lot. No, but, no. I, I, but you're just adding, giving me more just, and more questions. I gotta... Yeah. So back to the website to make it easy. All of what I just said, reaching those legislators and all that, that can seriously be done in, I don't know, under 10 seconds. So go to the Take Action page. There's clickable pictures where you'll see what state it is, you know, basically what the issue is. You click on it, and at the bottom, you click that button. And generally, if you have Google or whatnot, your name and your email address will autofill. But however long it types takes to type your name and your email address, and you push that bottom, that button, you'll send however many emails need to go out right there. And that's all done in less than 10 seconds. And if you want to read about the entire bill and click on the links where it literally brings you to the bill and, and, you know, see who is sponsoring and all that, we have all that there too. So you can kind of go as far down the rabbit hole as you want. And um, additionally, when the next person comes to the website and does the same thing, they aren't sending out the same email. So we have, if you, if you choose to not edit your own email, we have tons of emails already set up, kind of pre-drafted emails, so the legislators aren't seeing just the same old form letters. Huh. So um, we're just trying to make that easy for you, and we're writing them like, okay, you know, who would, uh, how would this be written from coming from, you know, Joe, Joe Smith at gmail.com what would he write you know not too complicated whatever but what would he write to this legislator so we're trying to to do that for you as well and again it's not because the problem is most people they don't have enough time to do a lot of research on this Mm -hmm. so if you read through the bill and you read what we wrote and like here's the email that you know we're recommending you send or an example if you agree with that, then it's there for you. There's your email. Okay. If you live in that state at the top, put, I am a resident of Virginia. Um, thank you for listening to me on this bill. And then you can use the rest of our email. You know, you can, you can write whatever you want. So anyway, all of those can be done in 10 seconds. Right now, I don't know how many actions we have, but you could go through the entire United States and everything we have set up. And send out, oh man, eight. It would, it would be hundreds. It would be hundreds of emails. Yeah. You could do that in less than a minute. Yeah. So if we have a thousand people, like there's kind of a, there's a, there's a meter on each of our actions where it says how many people have taken action. Yep. <clears throat> if we have a thousand people on there and it goes to 86 decision makers, that means 86,000 emails were sent. That's where we are really, that's the void that Howl for Wildlife filled. So that was, it's never been set up before like that. The action centers um, that you have seen in the past have been basically only useful if you live in that state for the most part. It depends on the kind of bill and, and, and who it is that you're reaching, but 
they always need you to enter your zip code first, yeah. which means it's location based. And then it just automatically, because I know how these programs work, it automatically just connects you with your legislator. Now, is that legislator connected to this bill? That's another question. They might not be. Yeah. <laughs> you might be just emailing your legislator about an issue that they are never going to vote on and never going to see. So we took all that and just made the whole thing way more efficient, way more effective, and built a way for you to get directly in contact with the people who will be essentially affecting your lives on on hunting matters. Do you have a background in politics? Nope. I, I've volunteered for a, uh, a Ron Paul campaign a while ago where I was just, you know, making calls or whatever. Yeah. And, um, and then because, you know, I, I don't know, I guess just because I'm a, I'm a hunter or whatnot, I, I was involved in two bills in California, just on the grassroots level. Yeah. Just um, kind of fighting it at, at grassroots and, and last year fighting the bear ban in California, which didn't get banned because we won. Um, I uh, I started the, the, the petition and, and the call campaign and the, and the social media campaign to to essentially defeat that that bear ban you know, in I, California. And um, that's what that's what that's where I really found out. That's where I really, you know, looked into this whole decision making thing and how bills get passed. And, and a lot of people know this if you're involved in it, but I didn't know. And but what I saw was there's never been a way for hunters or anybody to effectively get involved. They they sort of rely on the orgs to do it for them. The hunting, the you know, the nonprofit hunting orgs to do that for them, which is great. Believe me, yeah. I'm not. I yeah. don't want to take away from them. We are just adding an additional force that's far greater. You know, I mean, there's millions and millions and millions of us. So we are adding that you know weapon, if you will, to the arsenal. We're just adding another weapon to it. And I hear to where I've, to I've, where hunting orgs can can get involved and they can do what they're doing. But also, instead of just saying our org has a hundred thousand members and this is how we feel, we are giving an effective way for those hundred thousand members to actually reach those people on an individual level as well, which is of course far more powerful. Yeah, and the, all the interviews I've done with various Colorado Parks and Wildlife representatives that was kind of the state where I started. They, uh, every single one of them is just encourage, Hey, come to a commission meeting, come to our listening sessions, come to our comment period, whatever. And where the wolves were in, reintroduced in Colorado, those people were four or five hours away from Denver where those things were happening or needed to come South a couple hours and they're ranchers. They don't, they can't do that. They couldn't, how do you, how do you get your, your voice to be heard? And mm -hmm. I think that's because I mean, Colorado Parks and Wildlife, I know for sure that agency, they can't say absolutely not, do not pass this. They just give their recommendation. It's in their statutes. So they can't necessarily have a opinion. Yep. They can just no, they, have they a, they, can't. They, they just have a, have an, a recommendation that we, yep. so they can't really exp share their voice and that's up to us. 
So that's, that's a, yeah, I think you, you filled it. I can't, um, I commend you on your creativity uh, for finding something that hasn't been done. Cause that, I think that's what every, I don't want to say entrepreneur, but every, every person that's looking to, to make a difference somewhere, um, whether that's a private business or an organization helping people out, trying to find a, um, something new is, is hard to do. <laughs> now that takes a lot of creativity or a moment that just comes up. Like you said, there's two bills that got your, got you thinking there's gotta be an easier way to do this. So that's yeah, cool. It, it, it was kind of something that just came to me. I think about that a lot. I've been thinking about that lately, actually. Um, like, wow, I really did find something that wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Like I, I keep, it, it keeps coming back to me like, holy cow, this really, it's catching on so fast and it really is working. And I understand some of the reasons why it, it, it isn't there. I, I know a lot of the orgs and, um, you know, they're kind of considered lobbying groups. So they will, they will go and lobby on behalf. Right. And, but there's tax exempt, like there's 501c3 statuses and, and C6 and C4, whatever, all that. But there's rules they have to abide by, especially if you are lobbying and it's kind of a fine line. So I'm like, all right, well, Hal for Wildlife isn't going to lobby. You're never going to see like Hal for Wildlife is here on behalf of this or blah, 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 blah. And Hal for Wildlife isn't sending these emails. Like the, Decision makers aren't seeing anything from Hall for Wildlife. We are just setting it up to where if you want to come to our website and get your own message out, we're setting that up for you. It's your email. It's not our email. It comes from you. Yeah. So that's another thing I saw. I'm like, all right, well, we can get around this and we can do as much <laughs> Um, we can get as many hunters involved in these issues as we want, and it's it's not actually us. It's you. you. You're making the choice to do that. You're just using our site to make it a lot easier for yourself to do that. That's it. So you're not reliant on on change.org or GoFundMe because you know, I mean, my faith in those organizations or GoFundMe has went down after seeing what happened in Canada. Um, those those sorts of things yes are great and bring a lot of money and support towards certain things. But, um, that's just like one issue. This seems to be a, a variety of ways or just a new one pops up. It's easy for us. It's a lot of work for you to, to put that up there. I'm sure all the links and the different things, like you said, you got to work on another bill today. Um, but it's easy for us instead of trying to hunt down, this this link it's uh, and or share out this need for hey we need support here and that word doesn't get to you um after signing up for this we get the and we get only only those emails that are from howl anyway that are hey new issue need some help yeah no i try to make the emails um (laughs) as simple as possible and uh it's it's essentially just new actions or an updated action or something and um i don't like to write a lot on that i just want it to be kind of a clickable picture mm-hmm. so you get an email and it's like oh i just click that and i go right to it and then i click my name at the bottom and boom i'm done and you know you haven't even taken two sips of coffee yet yeah and you're done and like that's all we want 
and it 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 seems super simple, but when thousands of people do it, tens of thousands or more, it's it's really effective. It, and I'm looking at currently the legalized hunting in on Sunday in South Carolina. Um, yeah. So far, 1,636 people or petitions have have been. Nope, sorry, six one thousand six hundred thirty six people have sent that out. So I'm assuming that's times the twenty four sponsors that are yeah, sponsoring that. that. Um, well, there's twenty four sponsors, but there's uh, here. Let me let me open that up. Let's see which. What else does it say? Because I know there's a bunch of sponsors, which is great. So that means those are the people who want this to pass. Those are the legislators who are oh, like, okay. I'll sign my name. I'll sign my name to this. Um, to the 18 and members. And it goes to, yeah, so 18 members of the South Carolina um, uh, House Ag Natural Resources and Environmental Affairs Committee. So those are the decision makers. So I I don't have it going to the sponsors okay? because, well, they might, some of them actually I think are on that committee. Hmm. But um, the decision makers, I mean, obviously the sponsors want this to pass, right. which, we're, which we're good with the decision makers are going to be those 18 people. So yeah, however many people, 1,636 times 18, that's how many emails have been sent. Hmm. So um, with the, with that. with that, you explain this randomly drafted. It says right there, the bill is sponsored by 24 sponsors and adding your howl below sends a randomly drafted email. Yeah. I, I didn't quite so, get that. So you got, so this one that's popping up right now for me, is yeah, so one of many. cookies cookies might affect it, but let me see. If you push refresh, you might see another email. It'll be different content. Yeah, so I just push refresh, and now that email, it's a different email. Huh. So is that a random – did you create random or different styles of emails for each one of those, those uh, actions? Or is that like a big pool that kind of generates the email to make no, sense? No, it's for... it's all no, it's all specific to the bill. That's what I figured. <laughs> it would yeah. have to be. <laughs> yeah. So the Sunday hunting, I mean, you know, there's some uh, cross. I don't know. You know, we can cross some of the emails if the if the issues are are similar. And I'm kind of developing a a, a bank of these emails because honestly, I want to have. I want to get to the point where, you know, all of this is organized. And when an issue comes up, say on mountain lion hunting or bear hunting, well, we got a few hundred emails yeah, already organized. So then when we set this up on the back end, I'm going to have, you know, we'll get to the point where it's hundreds of emails that are pre-drafted in the back end. So when each user comes to the site, it's a totally different email because um, you know, when decision makers and legislators start seeing these emails, it's important. If they see a form letter, they're like, all right, cool. But it's it's so much better if it's a personalized email. And because it's different, right? And also the other thing, you you can't see this here. I think you can see it when when you send an email, when you take action, you'll get a confirmation letter and you'll see one of the emails that was sent to one of the decision makers. It doesn't, it doesn't list out everybody cause it would, I could seriously be pages and pages long. Um, but 
you'll see the subject line. So that's the other thing that we randomize is the subject lines. Hmm. So those are all different, which is also much easier to do, you know, than, than additional emails. So, you know, when you send an email to somebody and says, Hey, uh, support Sunday hunting. The next one is support SB eight, you know, the Senate bill, whatever it is, Virginia needs Sunday hunting. So each time the decision makers are getting these emails, they're like, this is a different, this is a, a, a different individual emailing me. Yeah. This isn't, you know, an org that has a form letter and they're just getting the same thing over and over and over again. Because then what they do is you can filter that and all of that can go into, um, you know, they can put that into to, to one folder. It's really easy. You know, you just set up, I, I know that the staffers do this. They set up a filter that says everything with, um, you know, with this subject line or, or, or this email, um, automatically filter it into this folder, but they can't do that if they're all different, you know, it's yeah. just, it's just the, 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 um, the strategy is, is, is far greater with, with what we're doing here. So like you told so, me the other day, the, my, I thought my, my challenging question was not so challenging. <laughs> how, how do they know it's not spam and how do they know it's not, not, uh, just repetition. So that, yeah, yeah that makes that's that clears it up quite a bit. Yeah. And, and, and I can see, so the, the cool part about it is that I can see, um, if anything, you know, was spam or whatnot. So it does go through our platform and it's like, you know, it's like I have a, a mailer or whatever set up where you can see how many people opened it and how many times it went to spam and blah, 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 blah. Um, none of this, none of this goes to spam. So at least thus far. And let me, let me get you some numbers. Let's open up today here. <clears throat> might take a second. Let's see. Here we go. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. But anyways, I can see all the analytics on it, right? Oh, okay. So I can see how much was sent. I can see if anything did go to spam. I can see if, if anything was deferred or or whatnot. I can also see like the on the action pages, I can see the, the click-through rates, so the conversion rate. So how many people go to our look at the action and then complete it by sending emails and like main Sunday hunting, for instance. I mean, this is where it's, this is incredible. It has an 80.18% conversion rate. It's because it's so quick. Because it's so quick. So what I'm trying to do is like, all right, <laughs> how do I get everybody involved? Because we're, we're, we're not in competition with anybody. I think, right. I think, orgs think that we are i'm trying to get this through to them like listen you don't have anything like this for one but aren't we all on the same team here like you can keep doing what you're doing but to me add this it only makes you stronger it only makes you better it only makes the goal of protecting what it is we want to protect way easier right yeah. so 
you know, I, I know they don't have numbers like this. I know for a fact they are not sending out the amount of emails um, that they are because number one, it's just not easy. Like it, they haven't made it easy and it's very limiting as well. So like I said, you got to be in that state. Okay. So zero spam, um, 440,555 emails have been delivered since we started January 11th wow. and I've had four bounces. So somewhere in there, I must've typed in, something wrong but out of 440,000 emails there was four bounces <laughs> that's pretty good so it's, it's pretty amazing <laughs> and that's with honestly a handful of people like you know i know we're growing and everyone hears about us and and everything but we haven't reached we're not even close to single digit percentages with who we've reached and once we get to that, it'll just be, you know, it's already something that's never been done before, seen before. Um, it's it's incredibly eff- effective. But right once I mean, we get some real numbers, it's, you know, I mean, we're at almost at a half a million actions to decision makers already. And, and that's with only, uh, just for example, legalized hunting on Sunday in South Carolina that's only 1600 people doing that on this one. And there's other ones on that one specifically. Yeah. And there's yeah, only, yeah, like, only 1600. Yeah. Why it's not 10,000, you know, I don't, I don't know, but that's, that's the goal. It's just, I gotta, we gotta reach more people. We gotta break down some barriers with, with, uh, I think with some, some companies and, 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 and orgs. And in the beginning it was, I was hearing, Oh man, we're not sure how for wildlife. What are they at? you know wolves and sheep's clothing or whatever they're wolves you know wolves frighten people <laughs> that's like yeah, and they got their guard up. Mean, it must mean you're anti-hunting <laughs> like yeah no that's not what it is it's <laughs> it's kind of funny like i wanted the optics to be kind of like make you think but i also i want non-hunters to get involved as well sure. you know i mean there's a lot of things going on with it the pack that's us that's the people howling that's our voice you know there's this an idea that came to me and I thought it was really funny to, yeah. <laughs> to use wolves, but we should be able to, you know, like we shouldn't, how come the anti hunters get to co-opt the image of a wolf and make that their own? Exactly. It's ridiculous. Like, exactly. Nah, I was you're think, not going to do that. Totally thinking about that before this. I was thinking it's, it's almost a nice little side jab of, yeah, we do care even about the wolves. We do care about mm-hmm. them. They're, pretty cool they're an animal just like anything else and it doesn't mean we want them everywhere um but we do like them yeah and they're they're another piece of wildlife and there's people that and we do like the the pigs we do like the um everything you know it's it's all there we do like it it's wildlife Mm -hmm. it's just how we tolerate it is just handled a little differently so, and with, and it gets into wildlife management, which that's not the discussion today, but, um, I, I like the, the way of giving an educated voice. And I was just recording something this morning, this morning of, uh, just my, my solo episode with myself is total garbage. Going to redo it. But, um, the, uh, 
one of my pillars that I haven't really launched on my site, which hasn't doesn't exist yet, but is just supporting agencies. And that's important to me, supporting our agencies because they're who manage our wildlife. And oftentimes we hear complaining and whining and, and all the stuff that doesn't get us anywhere, going and chewing out somebody that works for a certain agency uh, to, to demand change or to, to say, oh, that CPW doesn't know jack. GFP doesn't know jack. They don't know anything. Giving fish is horrible. They just don't know how to do anything. Um, and I think supporting them is is kind of key to, to another piece of that unity that that uh, Howell has really talked about and, and John talked a lot more about the, the unity of hunters. Um, and so we're this gives an educated voice not saying we're all uneducated, but sometimes our emotions get in the way, just like the antis get in the way. Uh, and, and sometimes it's not the most educated way of reaching out and saying something. Or if you don't know how to draft an email to a, uh, a, a person in, in power to, to vote on that, it gives an educated statement, a way to actually make a difference. So I really can see some, some really good value for a lot of people to break a barrier down to here you go. Here's an easy way to do it, and you don't have to pay a dime. Yeah. So that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, how much, as I look through here, how much of one bill on here is Howell's voice? Because you've already kind of stated that it's there's not a lot of your guys' voice in it. You're not having to stand up and and you're not standing at commission meetings. You're not uh, um, speaking out like a organization would. You're just providing us as hunters to be able to step in to do that for ourselves. Yeah. What as you write these sorts of things, and it looks like a lot of copy pasted. Hey, this is HB forty six fourteen. How much is this copy pasted in there, or, or like what's is there any of your voice in this besides the letter itself? Yeah. So. It totally depends on the bill and how much I know about it and how much I'm willing to dive into it and how much time I have. Um, so some of it's all me if, if I can write on it and then some of it is content provided by, you know, whoever that is. Um, so if you go to, well, all the Sunday, well, not South Carolina, I can't remember where if, if I got that content from somebody, <laughs> that was just me. Yeah. It's like, it's a blur, but I know. So Maine legalizing Sunday hunting in Maine and legalizing um, Sunday hunting in, in Pennsylvania. And we recently had one in Virginia, which, which was Pat. We can talk about that, but those were all of the content, all of the emails, the randomized emails and all that, that was provided by an in-state, boots on the ground grassroots organization. Um, and that's what I'm trying to get to is, is to make connections with those groups in every state or the national orgs. If they'd let me, um, (laughs) seems to be an issue. I'm like, all right, you guys are writing up all this content about it. Can I turn this into an action? Yeah. Like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, it's kind of disheartening to see all this content, but then you leave me with, all right, well now what do I do? You know? Yeah. So it's way easier for me if I have permission to just turn that into an action, but it's not. 
I make contacts with individuals or groups in the state, which are generally more grassroots driven. And they're like, yeah, we need all the help we can get. Like, thank you for doing this. I'm like, all right, well, so I send them kind of a, a document. This is what I need to do everything that I need to accomplish on my end. And, um, then they're basically the providers of that content and I'll link them of course to the, you know, whoever that is, I'll link them on that action and on, you know, social media posts and all that, um, giving them credit and, and, you know, thanking them of course for that, which it only helps them as well. So, um, that's the whole goal of this is just who cares who's doing it. We have a, we have a goal in mind here. We have a mission here and we all need to be on the same side. Right. And so I'm looking at two replies that I got or just one, cause I'm going to look at one at a time, but, uh, looking at a reply that I got from a Senator and mostly, obviously they're, they're canned. You can see, thank you for reaching out to me regarding support of so-and-so, as you may know, I previously voted to allow Sunday hunting, blah, blah, blah. Um, again, thank you for contacting me. I'm assuming those are canned responses. Um, is it, I mean, it just should just end right there. Uh, I can see some old timer, no offense, old timers, but I can see some old timer saying, Oh, he replied. I'm going to reply with a thank you to, and just go on. Is it worth it chatting with someone some more or is it just over and done or. So that reply you're reading is so number one, that's specific to the bill you wrote in about, which mm-hmm. is good. Yeah. So it's not just like, thank you for contacting my office. Right. Yeah. It's, it's mentioning it's relevant to what you wrote in. So I don't know if that is, if that is canned or not, or how they have that set up. Um, I certainly know that you will get a more, I mean, I've gotten personal emails that, and then I replied back to them, thanking them. And then they reply back like, Hey, Charles, thanks a lot. You know, have a great day. Like yeah. it's not just a repeat of what I just got. And my name's um, it. In, yeah, yeah. In, in Colorado, um, on the bill where they were going to ban mountain lion hunting, um, a Senator, Senator Emma Bile, actually, she replied back to me and I could tell this was, it seemed a little more personal. And I replied back, I said, Hey, you know, thank you for actually taking your name. She removed her sponsorship from the bill. She said she didn't realize how complicated this was. Hmm. I'm removing my sponsorship and, um, thank you for taking the time. Like, you know, I, I still kind of feel this way about this, but I see your point. I emailed her back and said, you know, if, um, I'd love to talk to you about this and thank you for this. And she's like, if you know, you can set up and she replied back to me and said, set up a meeting with my assistant. She knows my, she knows my schedule and I'd, I'd love to talk to you about it. So, um, and then I got a, <laughs> I got a lot of these actually. So you yeah. will get, you will get actual interaction from some of these decision makers for sure. 100%. Um, I got one from, I need to keep this somewhere so I can, so I can read it, but God, where is it? But it was a New Hampshire bill. It was a it was a Beagle Club bill essentially, which for most would not affect you at all. And yeah, we had so many emails sent in and to this small committee in New Hampshire, and they were absolutely overwhelmed. And 
this, um, what was he? He was a representative. He emailed me and this was when, when we first started, it, it said in the emails that Hall for Wildlife will keep your constituents updated on your position on this. And now I've taken that out. So there's no, I didn't realize that it was when I first started doing it. Um, so he emailed Hall for Wildlife and he's just like, um, God, I got to find this. But anyway, he's basically like, I don't know exactly what your intentions were, but we feel like this bill was going to pass. But it's, you know, I think it's a law that they're supposed to respond to everybody's emails, right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> he was like, we are absolutely over our heads with the pressure that we just got. And it's been recommended to us to just, we don't want to deal with the pressure. We all have day jobs. This is, you know, not what we signed up for kind of a thing, even though it is what you signed up for if you're a, yep. if you're a rep. And the recommendation has been to kill this bill. And he said, if, the, if that was your intention, then Machiavelli would be proud. And I was wow. like, holy cow. Like, this made a huge difference. And the rep emailed me. Hmm. You know, and um, and I can go on and on. I mean, there's a there's a ton of emails, and 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 people post them all the time. They're like, "Hey, we've been in, we've been doing this for for years," and um, I never got a reply back, except for like, you know, maybe thanks for emailing our office, blah 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 blah, and just nothing to do with the bill. And people are posting them all the time now. They're they're like, "Look at this! I actually got for the first time, I actually got an email back from this person that." Yeah is a personalized email about this bill letting me know how they feel about it. Um, it would be really cool to have, uh, to, uh, just a little tab on your site there of success stories. If you can file them away and eventually yeah. it just copy paste the email in or like this success, this success, just for people to see the authenticity of it that, Oh, geez. I mean that you talk about storytelling I listen to this, this speaker the other day talk about dealing with change and uh he was he was discussing working as a team this is a total like work listen thing they paid someone to come in and talk to you about being a better team and all this and it was a really good good speaker but he talked about the um you're never going to convince someone with facts and and it's data um, it's a lot of stories and personal connections that are what are going to make people see it from your side. Right. So being able to, I mean, we can see the data here. Okay. We've got 1600 emails going out, but man, I can, I can just imagine a story of, Hey, here's success story. We killed this. We killed this. You guys, mm -hmm. the, the howl for action, uh, pack killed it. Yep. Um, that'd be really powerful. I think. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I will probably get into this, you know, if, if we ever have money <laughs> and staff and, um, and I can delegate. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I get that. I get that's that for certainly, sure. that is certainly a, a part of it. I mean, I do have an archive section on there now where you can see old actions and, um, see what happened to them, either success or, or failed or progressed. We actually don't have any fails yet. Hmm. Um, there's one 
here's an interesting story. So there's one state org who wanted to use us on a bill. I won't, I won't say who it is because it, it doesn't matter. But And the first day of having it up, he they came back and were like, can we take this down? Because holy crap, like the senators in this state are like, what is going on? And here's one of the problems. Like they work, a lot of these orgs or individuals from these orgs, they'll work closely with these senators. So, and they try to, you know, try to stay friends and try to be polite and amicable and all that. And to me, all this tells me, and I guess I, I need to like, really have a disclaimer for people like, listen, I I know you've worked with other action centers before or other orgs. This is going to be completely different. Like just so you know, yeah, these emails are really going to go to these people and they're going to go to them in volume. Yeah. After one day, like their org had, I don't know, their, their data was like, yeah, we had like 150 emails sent. You like, have to hire okay, a new intern that's, just because that's, that's all you, that's all you have is 150 emails. I'm like, listen, on this issue, cause it's kind of a hot topic. I can guarantee you will probably have 800 in, in one day. And that's what happened. And they asked me to take it down. Okay. Hmm. You know, if, if that's what you feel should happen, well, that bill ended up going the other way. And, you know, it's like, what were what was it you were trying to do? What was it you were trying to be polite with or or, or whatnot? I mean, you still lost. Mm-hmm. And why are why is it? And I think people need to just come to this realization. Like, if hunters want to make their voices heard, you should let them. But here, let's let's step back a little bit. We aren't the only ones doing this. This methodology, or tactics and email, all this stuff that Howl for Wildlife is doing to some extent, I really don't know how, if like who's sending more or whatnot. This is all, and a lot of this that I've learned, this is all what anti-hunting organizations do. Yeah. They have similar setups. So it's not like these senators aren't getting emails. It's just, they weren't getting them from hunters. Right. Cause they certainly get them from anti-hunters. The, you know, one of the guys that I'm working with that's providing me with all kinds of content in Georgia, he was just like, I've been waiting for 20 years for this to happen. <laughs> and because he's just like, we see it all the time. We just don't see it from hunters. If there's a, if there's a bill that anti-hunters don't like, they knock our doors down. I mean, we're getting emails, we're getting calls that show up to the committee meetings. You've just leveled the playing field. Right. And this is a guy that's been involved on the boards and, and, uh, you know, in the wildlife issues for, it's his career. And he's like, I don't know what took so long, but you've, he told me the other day, he said, how for wildlife has had the biggest impact in less than two months on wildlife issues across the United States than we've seen ever. (laughs) Like it's absolutely crazy the delegates that are coming out and the senators and the congressmen, they're just like, what the heck is going on? Like, and that to me, I'm like, all right, this is, this, this really is working. (laughs) It's, it's it's getting to the right people and they are reading it and it's being widely recognized. Yeah. 
Wow. You know, it's no BS. Well, and it, of course, I I love saying that because it's like, okay, you know, my time. I've, worth I've spent so much time building this and so much money, all my own money, you know, and I'm like, all right, well, I'm glad it's working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and you've got some, some, uh, costs there for sure. I mean, to build the website, to do all that, to travel, to talk your time. Um, I'm sure there's many more things there. Start an organization. Um, funds are needed and there's a place to donate. Uh, there's a place to, to shop, buy some, buy some swag of some sort. Um, what, what sorts of things do you need? Give a plug for, for the, from the hunter besides going and, and sending in those emails. What do you need from us as hunters? Um, I need people to, to share it. I think we've made it really easy to share on, on social media. Um, there's, there's share trees on, on each of these actions and on each individual page. Um, that really helps. And we are, I have the back end set up. We're actually making that, we're even going to make that easier. So there will be a page with, <laughs> with preloaded infographics that are ready to go for social media. So you'll be able to go to a page and pick from a library hmm. of pictures that have like a Howl for Wildlife logo on it and a picture of, you know, whatever, a bear, a turkey, whatever, and some sort of messaging on it. So then when you go to post to social media, if it's not specifically about an action, um, it's kind of like we're developing this pack leaders thing. So basically, if you sign up as a pack leader, you'll, you're signing up for text message alerts for any kind of new action or new thing that, that we're asking you to do. And then you don't have to worry about getting a visual or whatever to post. We're going to have that there for you. Yeah. Um, so we need people to share the message, get their orgs involved, get their brands involved, get more and more people. That's the success of this has been people basically reaching out in their networks from large to small and being like, you guys need to check these guys out or get these guys on this podcast or write an article about these guys or, you know, and that's, that's just been going like crazy. I mean, from, from bottom to the top, like the, the podcasts I've been on without even knowing, I'm like, Holy cow, this is like the biggest podcast in the hunting world. Yeah. (laughs) And, and, um, and then, and then having, you know, a lot of those guys share the message, a lot of the, the big, you know, kind of figureheads, sharing how for wildlife it's been it's been incredible but that's all been a result of everybody just believing in this and pushing that message um it's easy to get excited about really easy to get excited about yeah especially when we actually win (laughs) you know i mean it's like oh wow this works so yeah it does work so let's keep going you know um and donations of course you know we've i've made this completely free which um, presents its own challenges for sure. We don't have a um, like a membership level or something like. It's something I'm working on, but it's always going to be free to take action and and get the the rewards that we haven't even talked about that actually. So I gamified the website. So when you do sign up, which is free, yeah, it's basically just you have a login, and for every action you take, 
or if you RSVP for like a committee meeting or whatnot, or some of our Zoom training meetings to to get up to date on like if you want to take it to the next level, you can get up to date on some of these bills and learn how the legislative process works and then actually um, feel comfortable and knowledgeable to speak at fishing game committee meetings, which we've been wildly successful at. Um, we have that as well. But for all those things that you do, there's a point value associated to it. And in your account, you'll have points. And when you reach a certain threshold, you're automatically entered into winning um, rewards that we have with with our industry partners, basically. Um, which is something that, you know, I when I have time, I, I try and work on that. But John is, is really trying to help me out with that. And, um, like, that's where I need help. I'm like, Hey, like I'm spending all day, you know, researching these bills or building another page or site or whatever. And, um, we got to work on these rewards. <laughs> I need, we need more partners and I just don't have time to reach out to those people. So he's helping me out with that. Um, but anyways, as a user, you, you get entered in these contests just for, for taking action. Um, and then, just for signing up, essentially, you also get discount codes to a bunch of different companies. Mm-hmm. So like that discount code will auto-populate in the shopping cart. Like if you go and buy from their company and you use the links that we have, if, if you're a member and you, you go to your user dash, go to the reward code thing, um, you'll get, you'll get discounts on, on um, companies that are, that are working with us as well. And obviously we're, we're working on growing that. So, the goal is to grow and have actual staff and complete um, all of these missions and, and you know, that we're, that we're trying to complete and just make the whole thing work better. Um, and so besides, you know, paying for the software and the time and the whatever, whatever it is we need in-house because it, it is software is really expensive. Um, sure. But um we want to spend money when there's money to be spent on mainstream advertising the what what i feel is the the really the, the positive messages the positive um you know uh, advertising messaging that we can that we can do that we can get to to the non-hunting public so what i mean by that is you know, there's people say, you know, hunting is conservation. Okay. Well, what does that mean? How do we explain that to the non-hunting public? And then what's our goal? We want to get them involved. We want them to, when they, when they see a bill up, we want them to, whether they are a hunter or not, and let's just say they're not a hunter, but we want them to realize and see, Hey, you know what? This wildlife population is healthy because of the role that hunting played. Hey again, sorry about that little interruption we were having there. And this last couple of minutes, we we're just talking about Sunday hunting and what we can do to support our hunters over on the East Coast. Yeah, so that affects you is if, so, you know, that doubles the hunting days that people can go out and hunt in many states and people who work Monday through Friday and they only have the weekends you know, that's, that day can be filled with 
kids sports or whatnot. And then here comes Sunday and, you know, you, you have the time to go out hunting, but you're not allowed to go few generations. If we, if we can get those bills passed where people can hunt on Sunday, that could mean more people interested in hunting, more kids got the opportunity to go hunt out of the state. But then these are new hunters and new people to fight for the privileges of hunting. So some of those people are going to live in your state someday. So they're either going to grow up. So that's why I think it's really important for everybody to get involved. Kind of no matter if that issue necessarily affects you right now. Um, on the, in the broader scale, it, it all will. I do want to, is a perfect spot to, to wrap up and I want to respect your time. We've been a little over an hour now. So, um, really wrap that up a little bit. And, and, uh, um, I, I do commend you on your success with this in such a short guys launched. So I, I commend you on your efforts for doing something, uh, selflessly and not, for yourself, which is selflessly, um, doing something for the greater good, amazing thing. And it'll be fun to, to listen to you on other podcasts, listen to, um, what, what that all, what, what, how it all unfolds. And I, I'm interested to be fun. see it's a, a great goal of, of putting those kind of things that are, that are, uh, um, funded, well-funded. So, uh, very cool. Uh, thank you so much for your, your time. We'll be sharing and, and keeping things, keeping our howls coming. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, we're basically two months. We're two months in now. Wow. So. All right. That's it. You get back to your day. Oh, there you are. <laughs> I thought I lost you for a second. Oh, you might've, but I was saying, um, yeah, thanks again. I'll let you get back to your day. Cool, man. Thank you. Thanks everyone for listening. And if you enjoyed today's episode, uh, wanted to see what Howl is all about, go over to howl4wildlife.org to check them out or on Instagram, howl underscore org, and follow them to see what's all going on. Keep up with uh, those things we need to sign. So, also, if you enjoyed this episode, go over to wherever you're listening and give a follow, like, and a review, please. Thanks again.